Yeah, a very good morning to you. Welcome to the papers. This Wednesday, the 22nd of November, 2023, a red letter day in history. Of course, today is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of US President John F. Kennedy. 60 years. That is probably, it probably feels pretty bizarre for some people because I know more than one person who remembers um, the day that JFK was uh, murdered in Dealey Plaza in Dallas. 60 years, yes. No doubt the there will be one or two interesting television programmes this evening um, dealing with that and talking about it. Yes, OK, let's have a look at the front pages of the UK newspapers. Now, the front pages, most of them today, make reference to a terrible tragedy, really. And most of them have photographs of four young lads, four teenagers, who are believed to have died after going missing during a camping weekend in Snowdonia. They've named these lads Jevon Hurst, Harvey Owen, Wilf Henderson and Hugo Morris, aged between 16 and 18, have been missing since Sunday. Um, the police have been searching for them, the four lads, and have said that four bodies were found in an overturned car as it looks like it left the road near the village of Tramadog in North Wales. They haven't been formally identified, the lads, but it's a terrible tragedy and uh, God love them and God love their families and friends. Christmas, don't we always tend to hear stories like this around uh, Christmas? So th- th- those um, lads are featured on most of the papers. The Metro leads with the story, Tragedy on Lads, Camping Weekend, The Daily Mail, Four Pals Who Went Camping and Never Came Home. Daily Express, missing boys died in crash horror. I wonder, do any of these newspapers, the editors, do they give any consideration at all to the fact that these lads will have mums and dads? You know, girlfriends maybe, boyfriends, who knows, you know. Disaster porn, they love it, don't they? They love to milk these tragedies. The sun goes with so young. And the lads are photographed on the sun. So tragic, says the Daily Mirror on the front page. And the Daily Telegraph does have a photograph of the four guys, but its headline is Biggest Tax Cut for Businesses in 50 Years. So Jeremy Hunt, the UK Chancellor, will deliver his autumn statement today. And the Telegraph reckons businesses will get a huge tax cut when he announces it in Parliament today. The paper says Hunt will say the Conservatives will reject big government, high spending and high tax because the Conservatives know this leads to less growth, not more. The I paper doesn't feature, uh, well, it doesn't lead with the story of the young lads, but it does go with Hunt will cut personal taxes, but interest rates to remain high until 2025. The Times, Hunt offers tax cuts for workers and for businesses. It also goes with missing teens found dead after Snowdonia crash. The Guardian, Hunt bows to Tory demands for tax cuts in bid to revive economy. Now, The Guardian also goes with Netanyahu, says deal is close on hostages. We'll talk about that in a moment. Hunt to put £9 billion a year tax break for business at core of growth drive. That's the lead story on the front page of the Financial Times. And the star, the Daily Star, leads with never mind the Cliff Richard. And what it's done, the Daily Star, it's mocked up the album cover 
the Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks, the album cover, right, the famous yellow album cover, with a photograph of Cliff Richard. What's it about? Well, the paper says that Glenn Matlock, the bass guitar player in the original lineup of the Sex Pistols, has confessed that he and other members of the punk rock band were big fans of Sir Cliff Richard. <laughs> Apparently. Well, Cliff was a bit of a rocker, wasn't he, in his early days. The paper reported earlier this week that Sir Cliff had not been a fan of punk himself. Surprise, surprise. Cliff Richard, not a major fan of punk rock. So this is the papers. It is 7.33 as I speak to thee. So then let's have a look inside the papers as we do on this programme, which is a recorded programme, of course, do share it with others. 60 years since JFK. You know, I was going to try and do something on that on the Richie Allen Show, which airs between 4, 4 and 6pm. I did say 5 yesterday morning like an idiot, didn't I? At 4 o'clock. But I haven't been able to satisfy myself with regards to getting somebody on to talk about JFK. I put out some feelers. So I'm going a different way today on the other show, but we can we can make time to talk about it, I suppose, as well. Let's see. Anyway, Telegraph. Let's open the Telegraph. Let's open it up. Alison Pearson, feature uh, writer for the Telegraph, right? Interesting lady. Get a grip, Rishi. Britain is not a hotel for immigrants. It is our home, is the headline. And she talks about 15 Birminghams. Where would you put 15 Birminghams on this small island of ours, she says. The question should loom large when the latest net immigration figure is published on Thursday, but I can guarantee it won't, says Pearson. And the, she reports in her piece that in 2022, 1.2 million people emigrated to the UK. Now, that number is reduced to 606,000 when you subtract the Britons who leave. So you get your net migration, right? 606,000. Now, the Home Office forecasts predict the year-on-year total to June 2023 could rise to a new record of 700,000, writes Alison Pearson in the Telegraph, right? So then she goes on to talk about smoke and mirrors from the government. Uh, She says, the government cannot hide its addiction to mass immigration. These are hard facts that can't be disappeared. At least a million people will have been added to the British population in the past two years at a time when our public services are under terrible strain. And, says Alison Pearson, you have more chance of dating Tom Cruise than of seeing a dentist. Now, she's being disingenuous there. Alison Pearson is rather wealthy. Alison Pearson doesn't have any problems. I wouldn't imagine seeing a dentist. She goes private. You can see a dentist privately, right? I had a disaster with my teeth, as listeners to the Richie Allen radio show will know, um, back in the summer, right? I had a, a bridge put in about eight years ago and it broke. The supporting crowns broke. Disaster, right? Now, obviously, I couldn't get an appointment with an NHS dentist, but I was able to get a private appointment very quickly. It cost me a fortune, of course, money I didn't have, but in emergencies, you, you tend to find money that you don't have, right? So, Alison Pearson, a little bit disingenuous. I doubt Alison Pearson is worried about where she's going to find money for the gas and electric bill, whereas most of us are worried about these things. So, I do get a bit annoyed when wealthy people, and I have no problems with wealth. I believe in, mer- you know, the, the, the meritocracy, even though we don't live in one. I believe if you're good at something and you can monetize that to your advantage, you should be able to do so. And I, I wouldn't be envious, I wouldn't be jealous of anybody, right? I have my own talents. I, I, I do find it funny when rich people start talking about not being able to see a dentist. Piss off, love, you know? I doubt you have any issues seeing a dentist. But the point she makes is a good one. 
Why allow millions of people come to the country when you are decimating public services? Why indeed, Alison? And I wonder, will the penny ever drop for people like Alison Pearson? Will it ever occur to her that this isn't just idiocy? You see, they always fall back on it. Well, it's just stupid politicians. No, it isn't. A, they are not in charge. B, if they were in charge and if they really wanted to stop mass immigration, they could do so. It's very simple. But they don't because it isn't up to them. And there is an agenda. And we talk about it on the Richie Allen Show. So yeah, she reckons that by 2046 at the current rate, the population of this country, which is about 68 million today, will grow to somewhere between 83 and 87 million, the equivalent of creating 15 new Birmingham's. Yes, Alison, when will the penny drop? Let's look inside the Times. Rainer describes childhood without period products and hot water. Now, Angela Rayner is Labour's deputy leader, and she's a figure of amusement, at least for, for, for Conservatives. They find her very funny. They often refer to her as a chav. They compare her to Vicky Pollard on social media. You know, Vicky Pollard, character created by who? Who created Vicky Pollard? Was it Matt Lucas? Or was it Catherine, your woman Catherine, the comedian? It was Matt Lucas, wasn't it, created Vicky Pollard. She grew up on a Stockport housing estate. Now, she was born in 1980, so I don't believe this. I just don't, right? Politicians lie every time they open their mouths. Even when they don't want to lie, they can't help it. It's a disease, right? So she says, I grew up on a Stockport housing estate and I had to walk a mile and a half to have a weekly bath at my grand's because my family couldn't afford hot water. I don't believe this. I don't believe it. Right? She said she had to use scrunched up toilet paper at school because they couldn't afford sanitary products. But later on in this interview, she, she's done an interview with Vogue magazine, but all of the newspapers, including the Times, have taken sections of it uh, and have kind of reprinted them today. So on the one hand, we didn't have sanitary products at home. And then she says, if there were any, it was those huge ones, th- those bad boys that were way too big for my tiny frame, she says. So I don't, I, I don't know what's going on here. You know, I don't believe in 1980. Now, she would have been five, six years of age in 1986, 1987. The idea that she had to walk a mile and a half for a bath. No, I don't believe it. Call me a cynic. That's in the Times. Angela Rayner. The Tories are scum. They're scum, I tell you. Angela Rayner. Yeah, classy. The Guardian. Sweden must join NATO soon to ward off Russian threats, says Defence Minister. Sick of these fear-mongering lying bastards, are you? You know, I'll tell you what these people do. Politicians, managers of public life, it is increasingly becoming the job of the politician to keep nations, to keep populations in a constant state of fear and anxiety and worry and concern. We must join NATO really quickly, says Sweden's defence minister. His name is Paul Jonsson. Paul Jonsson. We've got to join really quickly to ward off the Russian threat. Now, Russia is no threat to Sweden. This is monumental bollocks. It's absolute bollocks, this, right? Okay, but he's fear-mongering as this guy. He's pushing really hard for Sweden to join NATO. And he says, we do not want to write off Russia as a threat because Russia has shown evidence of endurance in Ukraine. So we have to stick to this. And the best way of sticking to it is strengthening our national weaknesses and becoming fully integrated into NATO as soon as possible. Fully integrated into NATO as soon as possible, says Jansson, Pal Jansson. So I had a look into this. Of course I did. It's what I do. Journalist, researcher, what do you do? Look into it. Any evidence at all that, you know, the relationship 
between Russia and Sweden, relations between the two nations are in any way fractious or have deteriorated. No, no, things are quite good between Russia and Sweden. Russia exports nearly $2 billion worth of oil, chemicals and refined petroleum to Sweden. In turn, Sweden exports cars and medicine to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars to Russia. There's no issue between the countries whatsoever. Russia uh, doesn't represent any threat whatsoever to Sweden, but that doesn't stop fear-mongering wankers like Pal Janssen, you know, lying about some imagined threat to keep the population of Sweden anxious and worried. And look, we, we don't get into these things in great depth on this particular podcast because this is just a quick look through the papers. But this is all part of the wider agenda. You know, to get people to fall into line with your crazy great reset agendas, one of the best ways to do that is to keep people anxious all the time by creating real threats or by imagining threats. And this is an imagined threat, right? Yeah. Okay, if anybody has anything to worry about, it's the Russian people. NATO has effectively surrounded Russia with bases in every country that borders Russia. Despite a pledge uh, given by uh, the West to Russia after the fall of the Berlin Wall that this wouldn't happen. But it has happened. So if anybody should worry, it should be the Russian people, not the Swedes or anybody else. Um, Friend of mine, Claire, Irish Claire. Hello, Claire. Good morning. If you're listening, you're probably not listening to this old bollocks. But anyway, Claire sent me a link to something this morning on the BBC, and it's in The Guardian. Racism in medieval England may have led to black people dying of bubonic plague. Holy Jesus. What's this about? Well, academics have suggested that racism in medieval England may have contributed to black people succumbing to the bubonic plague. Researchers are implying, wait for it, they are implying, wait for it, wait for it, Black feminist archaeology. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you study archaeology from the point of view of black feminism? (laughs) But somebody has figured it out. They have studied remains in 14th century plague cemeteries in London. The study, so they've desecrated the graves basically of people who died in the bubonic plague. No, No thought given to them or to Christianity or any of that. No, no, no. Let's just exhume these cemeteries. Why? I mean, why, right? Anyway, so they've looked at the the remains of people in this uh, 14th century cemetery and they say, these crazy these crazy archaeologists, that black people may have succumbed to the plague in disproportionate numbers compared to whites because of, wait for it, stroke, uh, sorry, uh, quote, structural racism in medieval England. And the study concludes that critical race theory an academic field devoted to examining how Western institutional power upholds racism should be used by archaeologists in the future. Yes, let's study everything, everything from the starting point that white people are racist and have had all the power forever. Bullshit this, isn't it? This is Rebecca Redfern, the researcher, Museum of London. She suggests that misogyny war Misogyn war, which is prejudice against black women, created a particular risk of death by plague. Wonderful. (laughs) She studied 145 sets of human remains to Dr. Redfern. She measured skull features and reckons that black people suffered disproportionately in the plague because of white privilege. Fuck off. But, But I suppose they're giving a clue to academics, aren't they? Listen, if you're struggling to get funding for anything, it doesn't matter. Um, you, you, you knock on Bill Gates's door, Mr. Gates. 
Yes, I'm Richie Allen from the University of Fuckology in Salford, right? Yes, I'm looking for some funding for a study. What are you studying? I'm studying the differences between how particles of dust are sucked up by hoovers the differences between how it happens in the living room and the bedroom. Get the fuck out of here, Bill Gates would say, right? But if I said, but I think that we can demonstrate that, you know, white privilege, when the Hoovers were manufactured at the factory, you know, plays some part, you'll get £100,000 on the spot. On the spot, that black people suffer more when it comes to hoovering the bedroom. Because of white privilege, they'll give you a blank cheque effectively. I know I talk a lot of bollocks, I know that. Daily Mail, Sarah Vine, trans women have no place in a female football team. Well, duh. And Sarah Vine, who used to be married to Michael Gove. I want you to picture Sarah Vine having sex with Michael Gove. There you are. Right? You wanted to lose weight. You said you wanted to lose a couple of pounds. You'll struggle to eat anything this morning and hold it down. Think of Sarah Vine and Michael Gove, I know. Anyway, she talks about her son who was, when he was 13 or 14, he would turn up to play football and some of the boys were bigger, big old blokes, right? Because some of the boys, their their male puberty had come on quicker and they were stronger and quicker and they were more aggressive. So the, her little boy would be marked by someone twice his weight and size. She says it was like watching a poodle being chased by an XL bully. He didn't stand a chance to Sarah. Now, the difference in ability was astonishing, and it really brought home to me the power of those male hormones and the undeniable advantage they bring on the sporting field. Go on, Sarah. I was reminded of this right, Sarah, when I read about Francesca Needham, a trans footballer for the South Yorkshire-based Rossington Maine ladies, who yesterday quit her team after rivals, terrified by her physical power on the pitch, refused to compete against her. The crisis is said to have been precipitated precipitated by a player suffering an injured knee when blocking a shot by Ms. Needham. Stop with this Ms. and her bollocks. Francesca is a big old hairy bloke with the old tallywhacker attached. He's a fucking man. So say man. Stop with Ms. Stop fucking playing along. Trans man is gibberish. It's nonsensical language. It doesn't mean anything. Anyway, Sarah Vine goes on to write, now she, he, is threatening to sue, claiming the boycott represents a breach of a code of conduct regarding diversity and inclusion, and adding that she, he, has diligently met every single requirement set out by the Football Association to play. Fuck off. Stop, stop annoying and harassing and interfering with, 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 um, with, what am I looking for here? Activities. Stop interfering with activities that have been reserved for women exclusively. Stay out of them. Fuck off. It is, as I do this, 7.49. Something you would ordinarily say on a live broadcast, but I'm saying this because, you know, this will be stale, maybe when you hear it. Stale. It would later on, it'll be crusty, because uh, much more will have happened in this rolling news environment we live in. At the Times, number of older teenage girls with eating disorders rises to 20%. One in five older teenage girls have an eating disorder, according to NHS figures, which have been called devastating by campaigners. Yeah. Wonder why children are suffering from anxiety. I wonder why that anxiety is leading to eating disorders and other symptoms. I wonder. What have they done to children in recent years? Well, they've scared the piss out of them, haven't they? 
by telling them that the world is on the verge of collapse because of um, climate crisis, which isn't real. And that scared the piss out of them, right? Telling them that they might not have any future to look forward to. Uh, they told them that they were in the midst of a deadly plague in 2020. They weren't. But of course, kids don't process these things the way we do as adults because we have a little bit of experience. They've scared the piss out of them. And it's not just those two issues. It's everything else. Ukraine, the whole lot, right? Rates have risen in young women and men, according to the Times. Uh, 5.1% of boys and 20.8% of girls have an eating disorder, including anorexia and bulimia. They have tortured children. They, the establishment, and they wonder why the children are anxious, worried, concerned, fretting about these things. It is an abomination, isn't it, to do that to kids, to lie to them, you know, to tell them that the world is on the verge of collapsing to tell them that they are surrounded by hateful racists and misogynists and transphobes, of course, which they are not, you know. Yeah. Really gets my goat, that one. Let's leave that one alone. The Daily Star, just for a bit of humour. Uh, the, the video of this is online, you can see it on Twitter. Headline, woman dubbed female Terminator after going on naked rampage around airport. Uh, there's a video from the from the Arturo... Marino Benitez International Airport in Santiago, Chile. You can see a woman running around naked, screaming at passengers. Um, now, this wouldn't be funny if the woman was, maybe God love her, maybe schizophrenic, maybe, or suffering from a serious mental disorder. But in fact, it's none of those. Um, she was whacked out of her mind on psychedelic drugs. So she attacked a few people, smacks a police officer during the face and runs around screaming naked. She's being dubbed the female Terminator. Fantastic. Good old random story in the star there. The Mirror, uh, exclusive, it has an exclusive. They reckon Nigel Farage is going to cheat. Or not cheat, but bend the rules to win I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He's on that blasted fucking show is um is um Farage, who's a grifter if ever there was one, right? What a grifter. And this is another grift. The mirror says the team around Nigel Farage hopes to spark an upset and crown him king of the jungle using a secret voting plan which has already propelled him to victory earlier this year. So the mirror says secret voting plan. But in fact there's nothing secret about it. Right. He won a TV journalism award, didn't he? Earlier in the year, beating Susanna Reid, Eamon Holmes and Piers Morgan. And this pissed everybody off. This was the Trick Awards. T-R-I-C, the Trick Awards. And he did this because basically his news channel, GB News, asked regularly, asked for people to vote for him. They even put a QR code up on the screen regularly. So there was nothing secret about that. And the Mirror says, it has an exclusive, that Farage will do this again. That when it comes to the vote, GB News will put QR codes on the screen. They will ask for people to vote for him on the website and all of that, El Jazz. That's in the mirror. Uh, today, they have little to be worrying, worrying them now, uh, the mirror, if they're going with a ridiculous story like that. So there you are, dearest listeners. That was the papers for Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. I'm Richie Allen. I hope you can join me today at 4 o'clock UK time. I've got two very interesting guests lined up for you. That's The Richie Allen Show. Do download the app, The Richie Allen Show app. You'll get it on Google Play. You'll get it on the App Store. Please download it and leave a review for it if you don't mind then, please. 
I wish you a very happy Wednesday. Until four, it is adios. It is arrivederci. It is uh, Sloan Tommel from the BBG. Mm-hmm.